Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. This is that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpiece. Silent, violent, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. out there right now. This isn't me saying this. This is this is the numbers out there, the uh, the uh, matrix or whatever they're called. Uh, you know, they, listen, all I know is I get the report back and it tells me to tell you that because you deserve to know when you're listening to the Fantasy Jester show brings you the one-two punch. No other show can match. I'll be bringing in Jason Townsend, JT, how's everybody doing tonight? Coming to you live, Leesburg, Florida, folks. How's everybody doing? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Is the title. What could that be? I'm going to be getting into that. Uh, Probably... Are You Kidding Me will be addressed in Jester's mailbag tonight. Are You Kidding Me? What challenge was Jester given? You know, it says Jester has been full of himself lately. This episode will go down in Jester history. Nobody saw this coming. Been challenged. We'll see how that goes down. Folks, this is the Fantasy Justice Show, brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. Blog Talk Radio with the crystal clear sounds. You can even hear me like this. And, of course, all our great sponsors. We'll be talking about them later on. You know, we're getting ready. We've got some great times going on in sports, some interesting things. You know, uh... We've got the MLB midseason, what's going on, and uh, we'll be talking to JT. Him and Tate are going on, a, on an, an assignment, and where are they going? The question is, will they get out alive? And find out later why I even asked that question, because the concern is real. They're going to go on the road for two different sets of games. Well, we're going to get into that. You're not going to want to miss that. Plus, other MLB talk, I, I had to go ahead and write an article and uh, talk about my wrestling and talk about whether or not I'd be continuing fantasy sports and all that. We're going to get into all that later on. NBA, obviously, we're going to be talking at the draft in, in a little while. Busy Jay is going to be calling in from New York. Matter of fact, he's over at Madison Square covering uh, Bellator 180 for us. 
So he'll be calling in from Madison Square Garden. Might be a little noise in the background, but got to get him in here. Got to hear his opinion of the draft and just in general where the uh, the NBA is going. Very interesting move. Uh, two clip, Clippers are uh, leaving, uh, opting out. And I want to talk to JT about that. NHL. <laughs> You got the Devils. What do I think about their pick? They had the first pick overall, which they kept. And uh, depending on who you talk to, they either bungled it or they or they hit it on the head. And I'll talk to you all about that later as well. Uh, as you can hear, I, I might not be very excited about that whole thing. But we'll get JT's opinion on the draft. We had the regular draft. We had the expansion draft. I definitely have my opinion on that. Oh, my Lord, folks. Oh, my Lord. And then uh, NFL camp getting ready. And we've got hard knocks and, uh, you know, time permitting, FXE, WWE, if we got any time for that. And again, Jester's mailbag. Jester's mailbag is the reason we have tonight's title. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, it, it's funny. Folks, my my rant is going to be quick and simple because I really want to get into the show. I love <laughs> I love the people. And I've run into it twice now. I've run into it twice all in one week. And the first one is here uh, in the mailbag. You know, I get the idea when somebody says... You know, I, I, I haven't heard of you. I, I haven't heard of you. Who are you then? Uh, you know, people are so friggin' self-absorbed. Ooh, because you haven't heard of me. Well, then I must really not know what the hell I'm talking about because somebody like you has missed it. I got you. I got you. No, listen in, folks. Educate yourself. So this is what I've been telling some of these people. One is a challenge. The other one is in one of my fantasy leagues. That That's just funny. You know, and uh, anyway, that, that's a whole nother story about my leagues and baseball and all that. And I'll wait to get JT in. But honestly, folks, I mean, you know, those of you who wonder – who the jester is Uh, jester happens to be for all, you know, all jokes aside, I like to joke, ha ha he he, but you know what? I have some serious issues that go way past that. And it's, uh, it's my competitive streak. Understand one thing, whether it's fantasy sports, you know, and and playing in that my desire to come in first, Good luck. I mean, my competitive nature and, you know, JT will be coming in in a minute and be able to talk about my competitive nature as well. But fantasy, whether it's fantasy sports, wrestling, give me two cockroaches. Okay. Let me train my cockroach for a week just so that I know I've got a better cockroach. Whatever we're going to do, understand that's my, I can't help it. I'm a mental case. I'm a mental case. I will sit and obsess you know, those of you March 18th, so I'm literally capable of running myself into the ground to make sure I'm covering all the bases and doing what I have to do to bring the best of everything. So, 
you know, all because some people haven't heard of the fantasy jester doesn't mean either A, I'm not credible, or B, you're missing it. Maybe that's it. Because, folks, those of you who are new to the show, let me point out one thing. 25 of the 50 U.S. states. Not too bad. Half the nation. We have listeners in half the nation. 20 countries worldwide. Somebody's listening somewhere. That's the point. We have been at this. JT and I have been at this for 14 months, folks. And doing this already. You know where we're all headed. This guy tried to bring throw Matthew Berry at me. I can't wait to have, get JT on with that. ESPN. I listen to ESPN for my fantasy. Really? You listen to Matthew Berry, who is consistently, listen, go back. I have the archived editions. I can't freaking lie. Where JT or I or both of us at any given time is two to three weeks ahead of Barry. Go ahead. Listen to him. The man knows he's a hack. You know how you know he knows he's a hack? He is so sensitive that I can say that my medical expert is better than his, and he will block you on Twitter. Anything that threatens that man because he knows it's a glass house he's built himself in. It's ESPN bullshit smoke and mirrors like they, like they overhype everything else. Of course they're going to overhype their own. He's garbage. And if that's who you're listening to for fantasy, please join mine and JT's league. We have spots for you. As a matter of fact, let me get off the rant. Let's get JT in here so we can get the show started as well. Folks, those of you who know him, Fez437 on Twitter. Those of you who don't know him, Fez437 on Twitter. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Jason JT Townsend. Jason, how are you tonight, man? Chester, doing great. Doing great. Uh, sounds like you're making friends again uh, in, the, uh, in the Yahoo arena. Okay. What do you expect? Now, listen. I don't know, folks. You're out there. You 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 tell me, JT. You tell me. You you start incoherent rantings and, and, and commentary. Mm-hmm. We weren't. It, it wasn't an a. It wasn't even a conversation. I was having a conversation with another player, and this guy chimes in out of the blue. Did he expect somebody with uh, the name the Jester to be quiet on it? I mean, probably not. No. He did, cause all because I, and I, I responded. I responded in the same fashion he gave his bullshit, okay? <laughs> and respond, I used his own form. He, he thought he was cute. He was gonna, he was gonna do it in a, a Jeopardy esque form. <laughs> and that's great. So then I went ahead and and answered my own Jeopardy esque questions as a reply. And it was hilarious to everybody except for one person. And, and, you know, when you have the name Boris Badenoff, okay, that's his name. That's the, that's the team name. See, he doesn't even use his real name on his profile. His profile is a made-up name. So this guy is just hiding like you wouldn't believe, okay? 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Truly one of those kids that got beat up in, in high school and stuffed in a locker because he has zero testicles. And I've whoa, offered whoa, whoa. to bat him and everything. I've offered to drop my whole offense and bet him that I'd still win. I did. And I no, swear no to love. God. Yeah, I pulled the old, I'll drop my whole offense. I don't care. You know what? I will go, and I'll say this right here on air, and I know in particular there's one guy, Iowa fan, great guy, great player, great challenger. Um, I know he's listening. I Here, I'll put the challenge out there. I have five guys on my whole team that are on the can't cut list. I'll tell you what, right now, for any amount that you want, I will go ahead and drop my whole team except those five players and still win. It's a league I'm in first in anyway. I, I, I'm not really concerned. Um, right, exactly. Well, Funny and that's the thing. It, it, folks, you know, it, it's funny. For those of you who don't or getting to know us, both JT and I, widely held in most arenas, <laughs> except for this guy's, Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, and by the uh, yeah, as some of the best JT and I are highly regarded as some of the best players in the fantasy circle. Now, understand this, JT. You know, I just wrote an article to fantasyjusticesports.com for those of you out there, uh, posting mentioning. You know, listen, I've had to cut back. I only have nine baseball leagues that I'm oh, in. you cut way back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in nine. I'm in first in five of the nine. I might have an idea what I'm doing, folks. And then I post my weekly record. Then I go ahead and I post my weekly record. And right now, I'm not losing in any one of those weekly matchups in all nine of them. That's not a fluke, folks. I'm sorry. I don't mean to crush people's feelings out there. And the Matthew Berry lovers of the world, but maybe oh, you really wait, need wait to minute. start paying attention. When somebody of that kind of record goes ahead and says, listen to either myself or the guy that is on the show with me, you. You have to be one of the more highly researched people in the world that I have ever met in fantasy world, folks. You know, don't go by what ESPN throws down your throat. It's guys like myself. JT in there doing the work day to day in plenty of leagues showing everybody how it's done. There's not a league that we don't walk in and show people how it's done. Period. And everybody knows that except bar is bad enough. Here, hey, crazy thing here. You want to know something, JT? Did you know bar is bad enough? And I have already met up once during the season. How'd that go? Boris wasn't bad enough. They usually Boris, you know, I mean. Boris you know, thought he was bad enough. Home, ten categories. Well, you know, home, yeah, ten categories, and, six, three, and you know. one. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, hey, no. You know, it's it's funny. Speaking of ESPN, Matthew Barry, you know, you'd have gotten a good laugh the other night. I had no choice but <laughs> to watch the draft on the worldwide leader of bullshit ESPN because my only other choice was to listen into Mr. Ben Stein, Kenny Smith, watching paint dry himself on NBA.com TV. 
But, you know, I learned something. You know, I learned something watching this draft. Is there a bigger freaking moron on the face of the planet than Jalen Rose? An absolute idiotic moron. Uh, You think he's unintentional or he's really that dumb? No, I said, well, he went to the University of Michigan, so he obviously can't be that intelligent. But, uh, oh, I mean, wow. you know, I mean, let, let's be real. Done. You know, state school, um, you know, state school, University of Michigan, enjoy that there, Jalen, the Fab Five. But, uh, no, I'm sitting here, and, and here's my problem, and this is for all networks. Why, when a draft is on, do we continuously have to interview the player about their socks? Their suit, their watches. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Can we please talk about now. the sport? Is, is this fashion week? Are we watching the E channel? Is Maria Menunos going to start doing the draft? I'm so sick of hearing about their suit, their shoes, their socks. Who gives a damn? <laughs> Give me some credentials. <laughs> No, 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 no. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? Oh, it, it was just it was pathetic. But uh, you know, and you you know, you mentioned you know baseball. You know, hot pickup out there for people who aren't paying attention. Uh, A's did call up their top prospect, Franklin Barreto, two for five today with a home run and a single. So uh, off to a nice start, shortstop. Yeah, uh, if only I had picked him up in some leagues. <laughs> Yeah, something tells me you have them in quite a few. Some, somebody, somebody beat me to it this morning, though, in uh, one league, sir. Well, sir. I was at one fifty-one in the morning. That's what you, that's what you do when you're up at night doing your research. See, <laughs> that's what happens when you've got ten years on me. <laughs> I'm asleep at that time, buddy. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I got you on that one. Just just because it's middle tonight, though. So, uh, but hey, I'm ready for a big show tonight. So uh, we got to get in this thing. Yeah, you know, we were talking about MLB, and we're talking about you know one one of the topics was proof is in the pudding, and that's where I was going with everything, folks. As far as you know, proof is in the pudding as far as fantasy wise, and being able to listen to uh, JT and I, it's absolutely funny. We both have the record that we will put up and shut you up. Period. There is no question. Um, you can try. Go right ahead. Um, also in the MLB, and we talked about this briefly on the intro, JT and Tate go on assignment. Where are they going? Will they get out alive? Find out but, why yeah, we question. asked this question. It's a real concern. So, well, you JT, know, go ahead. Really where, where are you headed with our distinguished well, you know, Mr. Demo? Uh, as you are, as you know, uh, you're sending us down uh, Houston again. Yep. So heading 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 a little south there, down to Houston uh, Thursday mm-hmm. to cover the uh, final game of the A's versus the first place Astros. Correct. Um, Correct. I've been known to root for the A's once or twice in my life, and uh, I How know. How much longer might be another story? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's getting it's getting a little pathetic at this point, but. Uh, yeah, we get down there, and uh, last time we went down there for the Indians and Astros series, I've learned that the Astros fans do not take kindly to visiting fans. Mm. Not mm. Very, they're not very hospi- – you know, hospitality in Texas is supposed to be a big thing. 
apparently Houston does it its own way. Houston so, has uh, their own rules. Gotcha. Yes, they do. Uh, and then the following day, we will be covering the first game of the Yankees versus Ooh. Astros series. And uh, uh-huh. my uh, my good friend and colleague Tate okay. Dello is a huge Yankees fan, and uh, he's been known to uh, you know ruffle an occasional feather or two with his comments in support of his team during games. Yes. So uh, yes, yes, this could be this could be an ugly ugly situation on both nights uh, for the both of us. Some could say that Justin knew what he was doing by sending you to these two games where. You know, now you're going to root for Oakland the one night, and then uh, he's going to root for the Yankees the uh, following night and all this stuff, and going to be loved by many. And uh, kindly do me a favor. Um, You know, make sure you guys send back the pictures. And uh, you might need them for evidence after, just in case you're attacked. And... uh, no, hey, listen, that's a that's a real happening. And let me explain something to you. JT, you are not lying that some places just do not, down south, show that southern hospitality that, you know, you, you hear so often. Uh, true story, Mrs. Jester and I are at the New Jersey Devils versus Tampa Bay Lightning game six here in Tampa a couple of years back. And um, it's game six. The Devils uh, eliminated Tampa that night. Well, before the game had started, I pretty much, you know, I'm wearing my Devils gear and made it known right at the beginning, just before the national anthem, when everybody is silent. And I, the, the, literally, you can hear a pin drop just before the music's going to start. And I yell out, let's go, Devils. We knew where that night was headed. <laughs> and then it continued <laughs> on as we're winning. It didn't get much better. And uh, by the end of the night, folks, we were not receiving. Listen, I understand they wanted to feed us. They didn't have to throw the food at us. True story. <laughs> Mrs. Jester was hit with ice. I was hit with a hot dog. She was hit with fries. It was not a pretty night. Unless they like I said, they might have been, Yeah, like what, I said, what? I wish I would have had pictures then, boy. I would have yeah, had well, fun with that. What, why do I why do I picture uh, Robin Williams dressed as Miss Doubtfire throwing a lemon at, at Pierce Brosnan at this point? <laughs> I'm telling you, you had these guys I, I listen. I had these guys going crazy. I mean, literally pissed. This guy sitting behind me, he didn't throw anything, okay? But, boy, I tell you, this guy was pissed. You know, he, okay, and he, here's what kind of lightning fan he was. I mean, I am literally break. This guy's heart is breaking, and I am not helping. He is in no. a Tampa Bay – wait, he is in a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey signed by every player. His face paint is the Tampa Bay Lightning insignia, and he's got the hard hat with the goal light on. This is the kind of fan. You know that night his team's getting eliminated, and he is crushed. He is friggin' crushed. This guy doesn't even know how he's going to go to work the next day, and he's got to deal with me. 
Mm, Merry freaking Christmas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear the stories because while you try and make like, uh, oh, it's Jester's outrageous and all that, uh, we do know that you can uh, be grading. Is that is that a good term? Would you go with grading? Sure, sure. I, yeah, I wouldn't go with that. See, and by the way, uh, the, the, you know, I, I was called of several names in, in that Yahoo League. I tried, mm-hmm. and do me a favor, please. Uh, well, because it, it, it was for a false sense of, it was hubris, he called me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. having a false sense of greatness and all that. And I, I told him that that was incorrect. And maybe, JT, you can help me. I called myself pompous. Is that better? wow? Um, would would you say I'm pompous? It, it, oh, that, absolutely. Oh, okay. See, that's what I'm trying to say. Though is, you know, he wanted to call me a name, and I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not accurate. Here, if you want to call me a name, I've got one for you. I'm trying to help him. Right. You know, verbally assault me properly, uh, and nobody appreciates it. Nobody appreciates it. You, you know, you reach out, you work as hard as you can to, to help people, and they just won't accept your help. You know, let me ask you something uh, real quick. Uh, you know, before we change sports, uh, and, and I'm going to be asking this very same question. I'm going to ask JT a question, but it's going to be a question you're going to hear. Tune in next week on the Fantasy uh, Jester Show here, and you're going to hear me ask, Jim Rosenhouse, Cleveland Indians radio announcer, mm-hmm. this very question. Would Miller's move to the ninth inning, probably one of the great moves that he, he should have done. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you agree with the Miller move to the ninth inning and keeping Cody Allen for the eighth? I think it's Ooh. a phenomenal move. Uh, me personally, I feel it's a phenomenal move. See, I'm not as big on it as you are. I think Cody Allen is fine in the ninth inning. I'd like to see Miller available to do that seventh and eighth inning like he does do uh, at least half the time you see him go more than uh, one inning. And I think he's better suited to do that than Cody Allen. Plus, Cody Allen to me seems like a a kind of guy that um, mentally is set on one thing, and I wonder what that kind of change is going to do to his game. All right, let me ask you something. More of a shutdown pitcher, Miller or Allen? Oh, let's be real. Miller is one of the most shutdown pitchers in baseball. Okay, all right, agreed. That's what I'm saying, too. Follow my train of thought, and I see maybe where uh, Tito Francona is going with this. And, again, this is why I want to ask Jim his thoughts on it as well, Mm -hmm. is if you know you've got Miller, who's going to shut down the ninth and possibly take part of the eighth for you. You know, because of his background, he can. So, mm-hmm. you know, get that, uh, that third out in the eighth, okay, and then come back and pitch the ninth. Now, now, okay, you have shut down those last four innings of the game, period. Uh, those last four outs of the game, period. Shut down. Now you've got the eighth, 
and the seventh to worry about. Man, with how many pitches they carry in a pen these days, okay, you can patchwork uh, one pitcher for one batter here and this, that, the other to patchwork your way through a seventh and eighth. And if you get performances like they got today out of Kluber, last count I saw he was at 13, I think, strikeouts. Oh, Kluber, since he's come off the DL, has been laced out. Absolutely ridiculous. So I just think I just thought it was a great, great move. You've just completely shortened the game. Now you have shut off the night. And part of the absolutely. It's funny though, you know, with you talking about that with Jim coming on this week, uh, you know, one of the things and you and I touched on and by the way, let's lose pompous. I prefer magisterial for you. It just fits the jester persona a little bit more. But um no, Magisterial. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's 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 you in a nutshell, plain and simple. But uh, okay, you know, we talked about a guy earlier today. You and I did in our meeting, uh, Danny Salazar. And when I look Ooh. at Danny Salazar, I look at a guy that I think should be in the same role that Tyson Ross should be in. Which again, Tyson showed that in his second start. Uh, what happened to him after a couple of innings? But met Wade Davis. Remember when Wade Davis, the all-star closer that's with the Cubs now, was a starting pitcher? He'd always have two, you know, one, two, two and a, you know, two point one, two point two dominant innings, and then just fall apart. <laughs> and look, look what the move to the bullpen has done for Wade Davis. I'd like to see Danny Salazar be moved to that Cleveland long relief to you know, two, possibly three innings and let him just go out there and throw everything he's got out there in those two innings. Uh, and I think then you go to Cody Davis, uh, Cody Allen in the eighth, then you go to uh, Miller in the ninth, and I think you could have something similar to what the Yankees had last season before they traded uh, away Miller, Chapman, the Tenses. Uh Agreed. Agreed with you that that would be a good move. Will they? It seems like they can, uh, for lack of a better term, shit and get off the pot with this young man. Now, I don't know. We talk, and like we talked about this, and we'll share this with you folks uh, out there as far as so that you have a fantasy perspective from uh, JT and I, a full perspective, is uh, the talk that we were having about Salazar, because he is available in a couple of leagues out there. Uh, because of the DL situation in, in a lot of the leagues in this 10-day DL, uh, he is available in a couple of the leagues out there. So uh, is he worth picking up? He's a flyer, same as what I just did. I picked him up on a flyer right. on the off chance that whatever it is, and, and I mentioned it to JT, and he had his opinion on it, uh, and, and uh, 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 an educated opinion based on a conversation he's had, and I'll let him share that part. But I said it's with this kid, if you have literally an arm that is capable of 12 Ks per nine and you're going four or five innings, four or five innings, four or five innings uh, and running into a little bit of a problem. I I don't know if it's an injury, something nagging, Uh, mechanics. There's just something that, that that's off in his mechanics somewhere. Because, I mean, he does have lights out stuff. Uh, or, or is it in his head? You know, where, where is it at? And JT gave his opinion. Me personally, 
I, I just I, I think it's something as far as uh, mechanics and being able to have that 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 extra pitch. He 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 doesn't have. He's got the gas, obviously, but that extra pitch consistently. That's mechanics. Now with the stuff he has, all he needs is truly a second plus pitch. Give him some time in the minors, let him work it, and then he'd be able to go a little further in the game. But if you're not going to work him to that point, or he's not capable of picking that up, then what JT says is, uh, you know, makes all the sense in the world. Well, I mean, JT, tell everybody what you said. Well, I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier, and as far as what, you know, Jim has to say on him, I think I want to wait and maybe we get Jim to tell his side of the story when we talk to him this week. Uh, for next yeah, week's show. Um, but it, I look at it this way. The guy, and you're, you're flat out with this guy. The kid's got gas. I mean, he can absolutely just fling the baseball. I'd like to see him develop a, a either a splitter or get that chain going. You know, maybe a circle chain. Something mm-hmm. that, as hard as he throws, the secondary pitch that's still a plus pitch coming in in the high 80s, especially yeah. that splitter. If you can get that splitter coming in at the high 80s where it looks like a fastball and then the bottom drops out of it, good luck. Um, you know, absolutely good luck as a hitter. You better be guessing that pitch right off the bat or you're not going to get it. Uh, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna top the ball and it's going to hit right in the ground. So looking at that, I mean, Danny Salazar, the guy's got the stuff. Nobody's doubting that. My opinion is I'm looking at a guy that has not done what he did last year, and I think it's a mental thing with him. I think he's trying he's trying too hard. I think he needs you know, the old famous uh, Kevin Costner, Bull Dorm, like, get out of your head, meet. You know, get out of your head. Yeah. Just go, yeah. Out there and, yeah. Yeah, go out there and play. You know, um, and Cleveland's got probably, in my opinion, one of the best managers in the last 20 years. In Terry Francona, a guy that knows how to work with people, he's got a great pitching, uh, you know, pitching coaches. I think that you're gonna. I think it was a great trade for you. It was a great pickup. Again, I just think with Clevenger and some of these other guys that have emerged this season uh, in their in their rotation, I think uh, Salazar will be absolutely dominant in the bullpen where he doesn't have to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He doesn't have to kind of monitor what he's doing. He can just go out there for two innings and just let it fly. No repercussions. I'm going two innings. I'm going to give it everything I have for two innings. Is he – do you think it's that he, he's not capable of learning another pitch? Is it in his own head or is it physical? What do you, what do you think that the problem is? Well, I mean, then? you know, you, if, if everyone could learn new pitches, and, and and master them, you know, we'd have a lot better pitching than what I've seen in baseball this season. Um, you know, maybe the guy just doesn't have have those pitches. Uh, I mean, the fastball's there. The the four seam is, is fantastic. The two seam is fantastic. Uh, I just like to see. I'd like to see him develop an, an off speed pitch. You know, that fools the batters more because the guy's Throw already the said twelve. Can you imagine? You know, where he's at now at 12Ks per nine, you give him one of those kind of off-speed pitches, you could bump that up to 14, 15Ks per nine easy. You just got to give him something decent. It doesn't even have to be fantastic. 
Now, I don't know if he's capable of that in his own head or physically or what, but geez. So anyway, yeah, I, I took him on, on a flyer today, folks. Uh, I took him, uh, I was dropping a player and I saw him available out there on somebody's uh, roster and I was getting ready to drop a guy. He offered him to him and uh, took it and now he's buried on my DL list. And it, <clears throat> honestly, 50-50, if it works out, great. If not, I'll be using it for another spot somewhere along the line somewhere. But uh, right now he sits on the DL, and we'll see what happens with him. Folks, uh, you know, it's time to pay the bills. Let's talk for a second about our sponsors, and then we'll get back to it with the NHL. You know, Fantasy Jester Show and FantasyJesterSports.com are brought to you by Blog Talk Radio. Again, that crystal clear sound thing. It's fantastic. Can't beat it. Great customer service, folks. I highly recommend it. BreadFromYourBed.com. Joey and the gang helping you, the personal finance blog out there. Folks, listen, don't tell me there's one single solitary soul out there who couldn't use just a little more Money. Okay, sheesh, folks. Well, Joey and the gang at breadfromyourbed.com are the people to go to. See, they know a million ways to go ahead, help you get a little extra money in your pockets. They have a way right now, fill out, it takes 10 minutes, $20. $20 free. You Do me a favor, call into the show if you know any other site out there giving $20 away, breadfromyourbed.com. If you want to go ahead, start a website. Are you ready? Mention Fantasy Jester. Find out how to get your free five-page website, breadfromyourbed.com. Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach, Fun times, folks. Listen, if you're, a, if you're an experienced diver, a certified diver, you appreciate some of the great places that they're going to take you to. Now, even if you're not a certified diver, they can go ahead, teach you. They have lessons, all types of lessons there. And they also have certain snorkel dives that they do, both at the Blue Aaron Bridge and also one of their more famous dives are the dives with the sharks, no cage. Now, the shark dives are both snorkel. They do snorkel ones. And they do regular two-tank dives. So you can go ahead and pet the sharks and all that good stuff without a cage. Now, quite truthfully, Mrs. Jester is the true Looney Tune of the two of us because she does that stuff. I mean, she goes there. She has been on the trip with Ryan and the gang and had a ball, and uh, no, you're not going to see the jester out there. Sorry. I'll do the, you know what, I'll do the little dives off the Blue Heron Bridge where you see all the nice little fish and all that stuff, okay? But you don't see any sharks that can eat your ass. That's not me. But, yes, if you want to go wreck dives, reef dives, you want to see a boat, you want to see a plane, you want to play with the sharks, Ryan and the gang, they are absolutely phenomenal. Have a great time with them. Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach. All right. Then up here, Volusia County, just a couple of counties over now, 
from my old location there, we have Deland Metalcraft. If you want custom metalworks, Deland Metalcraft, Volusia County. Then finally, on our national level, 84 Lumber. 84 Lumber, that's right, folks. You know, if you have something you want to build, literally anything for your home, Go ahead, go check out the prices first at Home Depot and then go to Lowe's and then go check out 84 Lumber. It's really that simple. All right, gang. Uh, done playing, you know, done playing with all this, done paying bills, done all that stuff, and we're going to get JT back in here in a minute. As we mentioned earlier, okay, yes, next week, next week, Jim Rosenhaus will be joining us. Can't wait. You know, go back. Listen, you can either go through Blog Talk Radio, you can go through FantasyJesterSports.com, or you can go to iTunes, Fantasy Jester Show iTunes, and go check out some of the archived edition shows, some of the guests that we've had on there. And Jim has been on before, twice before, and some really great, it's a great mix if you, you love sports in general. Great stories, great, just great info from a sports perspective. And then some also, some very, very funny interviews with Jim. Go ahead, check them out, enjoy it, and then tune in next week, same time, 8 o'clock, and listen to Jim and our interview and what what goes on. Uh, it'll be fun, folks. Then also, the following week, you know, a lot of times we do awesome chick power around here. You know, we love the females in sports. Well, we love females, but we love females in sports. And, and tell you, none more than Jenna Hurt. You know, some of the females that we've had on are absolutely phenomenal trailblazers. Trailblazers and what they do. And, you know, again, if you go ahead, actually go to appmaker.com, A-P-P-M-A-K-R.com. Go get yourself the Fantasy Jester app there. It's for, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you have an iPhone or Android. Go to appmaker, A-P-P-M-A-K-R.com, Fantasy Jester. Go get yourself the app, and you can click on everything. You click right here for the podcast. You get the archived editions. You get the, the websites. You get, you get everything, okay? Just go on there. Click on there. And uh, Kristen Ware will be joining us. Kristen Ware is former Miami Dolphins cheerleader. Matter of fact, uh, she was going to come back this year, and at the last minute now, she's not. And we're going to talk to her. She's going to tell you not just what it takes. And if, it, it, Listen, if you have a daughter out there who wants to be a cheerleader, this is a perfect perfect interview for them. You know, a lot of the young girls out there love to do the cheerleading and all that, whether they're in uh, junior high or in high school, let them listen, let them hear a, what it takes, but more importantly, you're going to be able to hear what opportunities see, you know, some parents might be like, yeah, you know, I don't know they're, they're into cheerleading. I really wish they were into something else. No, no. Let them cheerlead. Listen to what Kristen Ware has to say about the opportunities that she has and how she helps humanity all through cheerleading with the Miami Dolphins. 
You know, she and she's been across the world. She's entertained the troops and all that. Folks, great interview. Not next week. Two weeks from now, Kristen Ware, you're not going to want to miss that. We've got so many other guests coming up, and, and pay attention for all that. All, all that's coming out over these next couple of weeks as we continue to ramp things up here. Speaking of ramping things up, there's only one way to ramp things up on this show, and that's to bring in my co-host, Jason Townsend. JT, my man, got some great guests coming up. I, I know uh, I haven't told them all, but there, there's two of them over the next two weeks for everybody. Yeah, I'm 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 going to be interested in hearing her take on on how how being you know an NFL Miami Dolphins cheerleader has affected her life and some of the stories she'll have about things she was able to do. So that's going to be a fun interview. As for Jim, had him a couple times. Uh, I've got a chance to get to know him uh, off the air. Uh, great guy, unbelievable baseball mind. I uh, love talking to him. So always a pleasure there. Yeah, we're going to be able to ask him a lot of questions. And again. You know, for those of you out there, you might not be a Cleveland Indians fan, but we're going to be talking about a lot of fantasy players and different players that that day with Jim. And you can get an insider's perspective of what he's heard about some of these players who's coming, who's not coming. That's going to be the best part, you know. So for those fantasy players out there, get the inside scoop from inside the Cleveland Indians Next week, Fantasy Justice Show, 8 o'clock. Let's go ahead, JT. Let's, let's switch gears. Let's pick up another sport. Why don't we go NHL? Oh, oh we're going to your, uh, wheel, your wheelhouse at this point. Uh, I've, I've been known to uh, know a thing or two about uh, hockey. And in fantasy right now, matter of fact, on that very Yahoo uh, profile that we talked about earlier, JT, uh, mm-hmm. My baseball and my hockey are tied both at 72% in the money. So, um, oh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Yeah, I was just uh, – my, my, my Mrs. Jester was just shocked. Shocked when – I mean, she, she kind of figured, you know, hockey would be one of my strong ones. Um, she was shocked that baseball was tied with hockey and uh, – That'll tell you. See, my roots are, ho- are hockey, baseball, and football, period. I mean, those three I'm always going to do well at because I've studied those games since, uh, you know, I could walk, literally. You know, I grew up in a family that just was sports-oriented and uh, loved their sports and watched sports my whole damn life. Then played, I don't know how many sports, up, up until I was playing football until – Jesus, I was playing football until I was 35. Uh, the last sport, the last uh, sport I played was football indoors on AstroTurf at 35. JT. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Well, that was I'm great on the knees. Well, you, uh, you know, as far as my assessment of, of the draft goes, you must be or you should be having a good day because, unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, I believe the Devils had the best draft. Uh, going on so uh and leave it to uh columbus to have the worst draft what a shock there but uh you know nico i'm not even going to try to attempt some of these last names on these kids that i'm looking up but 38 goals 48 assists last year uh swiss hockey player great size uh you know and, and thing i like is the kid knows how to play defense as well he should fit in the devils uh fit in with the devils really well 
uh, you you know, my opinion, you got to be pretty happy about that. And then uh, the quick flip side of that, Columbus. I know they didn't have a pick till the second round, but uh, Alexandre, the kid, the French player, they took ten goals in forty games. And if you look at the league, the kid played in the competition really wasn't anything to write home about to begin with. And then you look at ten goals in forty games. Um, leave it to Columbus. You know they go out and get Panarin from the uh, Blackhawks in the trade. Great young mm-hmm. player, and then they go and ruin it with the draft that they had. So that, that would be uh, that would be what I've seen. My early take on the uh, NHL draft. You know, uh, I got to be honest with you. Myself, I spoke. Uh, I had spoken with Mister Happy Pants. Mister Happy Pants is a, a huge uh, Devils fan up in uh, New Jersey, folks. And I, I speak with him on everything New Jersey. Him and uh, former New Jersey Devil uh, great uh, Ken Danico. Uh, every once in a blue, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be able to talk to him. And uh, Mr. Happy Pants and I both wanted Nolan Patrick. You know, um, and, and I think Philly, I think Philly played the okie doke mind game with the Devils. By literally, literally hours before the draft, it was leaked to one of their reporters that Philly was concerned that the Devils, okay, were going to uh, take Hershier and leave Patrick to them. Uh, They weren't real happy about that. And they'll take him if they have to. Uh, just uh, it's somebody that they can't pass on because it'll be Hextall's job if they do. Now that's what's leaked before three hours before the draft. And I think it worked. I think it worked because to me, all right, do I like them both? Yes. I, I like them both. Who's more NHL ready no doubt, Nolan Patrick is, okay? You're talking about a guy that's a year removed from 41 goals and 102 assists in 72 games. You're talking two points a game, folks. Two points a game for a Swiss player who struggles. Listen, we all know the Swiss players struggle offensively the first two, three years when they come into the smaller rink in the NHL. See, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was not happy at all. You've got an undersized kid. He's only 179 pounds. Okay, so he's right. still got to grow into his body. Yeah, he's, he's got to grow into his body. He's not NHL ready. And he may never be if he doesn't get used to the small confines of the NHL. No, so no, you have him no, or note. you have Dolan On Patrick. Yeah, go ahead. Well, real quick, on that note, you know, this is the same gesture that I've heard on previous shows as we talk about some of the kids in the minor league baseball system. Why are we rushing these kids? Let them develop. Let them have their time. So let's, let's flip that over to hockey with, with Nico. Why rush him? Maybe he's not NHL ready now, but let's be real. There was no Austin Matthews in this draft. I don't care what you want to tell me about Nolan Patrick. There was no Austin Matthews in this draft. Give the kid a couple years to develop. Keep building because let's be real, the Devils aren't competing for a cup next season, regardless. 
No, but he okay. Here's he all right. And I guess here was my problem with it. You know, I, and I guess I am splitting hairs because they were both highly regarded as one, two in the draft. Depending on whose draft board you had, they were still one and two. Okay, that that goes without saying. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm splitting hairs. My my thing is this: you have a guy that might be ready in a couple of years. Might be ready now, Philly in drafting Nolan Patrick has a guy that is going to play and start on the second line right this coming year, period, period. You don't find two points a game anywhere other than names like Austin Matthews. He he might not be it, but he's darn close. Now, the other kid, yeah, oh, no, hey, listen, fantastic skater, great poise with the puck, okay? He's going to make a lot, of, a lot of great plays if he can handle the smaller rink. They're already trying to compare him to Pavelski and, uh, and Giroux, okay? That's the, early, okay. Uh, that's the early comparisons. That some are saying he'll be the best Swiss player ever to come into the NHL. This might be true. The problem is the might and that he's not ready and he's not proven on a smaller ring. Mm-hmm. That's my only problem with it. Otherwise, yeah, we're splitting hairs. On the other hand, though, one of the drafts <laughs> that we had this week was the expansion draft. Oh, my Lord. The joke. Oh, my I'm Lord. sorry. The expansion draft was a joke. I, I, I That was, yeah. I was never... I, I wasn't prepared for the mess, first of all, that it became. Right. See, uh, I, I mean, it. It, yeah, I mean, it just became a mishmash of players moving, not moving, trading so that they don't move, and this, that, the other. And at the end of it, when it's all said and done, I think to a person out there, we're pretty shocked at the idea that they didn't walk away with a better team. Uh, I don't know what your early opinion is on it, JT. Uh, and, and I'll go ahead. If you want to go ahead, chime in real quick, or do you want me to just go ahead and get into this right now? No, go, I'll, I'll chime in on what you have to say. I mean, I know you studied this uh, a bit more than me. I, I agree with initially with everything you said so far, though. Well, here, okay, here's, and it's real simple. Uh, first of all, okay, you, you build from the goal out, at least that is the, the NHL recipe. You know, for those of you who don't know or are new to the NHL or want to learn about the NHL, uh, you know other sports and how their teams should be built and all that, okay, and what wins championships and all that. Okay, so in, in hockey, you build from the goal out. You build. You, you get your franchise goalie. You get your defense set, and then centers. So you get down the center of the ice first, and then you get your two wingers. All right, that's usually the, the best way it's built. And, you know, they went out and got Flurry. Good move there. Okay, you get somebody that's been tested. Somebody that's going to be steady back there, a calming influence on a new team where there is going to be zero chemistry to start. Um, 
then you go ahead and his backup, Calvin Picard. Now, Picard, don't be fooled by this pick. A lot of people are upset by this pick, and I got to be honest with you. Well, yeah, while they could have they they could have done maybe a little bit better, his upside and obviously cap hit is uh, fantastic. But um, his upside, former second round pick. He's got a career 922 save percentage and a 2.56 goals against. Now, remember one thing. He had a poor year last year. He was playing on one of the worst teams in the league. Now you're going to put him on this team here, okay? Let him sit behind Flurry, okay, until this team grows, until this team gets better. This is a good setup for him. He gets to sit behind a, a Stanley Cup champion. Learn some more from him, solidify his game just a little bit more. Their defense now, their defense. I have, I have to, I have to say, their defense. I, I'm very happy with their defense. You know, you look at Mathot, McNabb, Schmidt, Emlin, Garrison, and Miller. Solid top six. Can't complain there, really. The top four. You know, you got Mathot. You got some bangers. You got Garrison, great on offense. You got Schmidt, the young young talent there. And then you go to the offense. Poor Gerard Gallant might want to get out on the ice himself. He's got his work cut out because he literally has one line in my the way I've seen it, okay? One line that really does anything to you. He's got Neil with uh much mm-hmm. so and Peron. That's going to be the that's going to be their line. And hope is the rest of it. You hope Riley Smith, you hope uh Cody Aiken, you hope Lindbergh, you hope these players do something that they haven't done before. Their only bright spot in my opinion is a guy that's probably not even gonna play this year and read Duke. Okay. It is really uh, they blew, they really did. They blew the expansion draft, JT. Uh, uh, that's just my. Uh, I know uh, I'm foolish in this, but uh, you know they blew it. There was so much more talent when when you looked at that. What was available out there, and be able to fit it cap wise and all that, you were able to come up with a team. That could challenge. This team well, isn't challenging well, anything other than for the right. next number one spot next year. They were gifted an opportunity to compete for a playoff spot right away. And initial initial uh, review looks like they may have just pissed that out the window. Now, I know a player that you and I disagree on who just signed a big contract back in Washington. Uh, you know, some more players like that probably would have helped that organization, as we talked about last week, uh, TJ Oshie types, uh, you know, and again, I know you and I talked a little bit about this earlier, you know, 30-year-old picking up the contract that he just did from the Caps uh, blows my mind. I know the guy is, you know, I know the guy's a good player. I know he's above average player, uh, a guy that puts in uh, life the lamp more than he, uh, than he assists on that, you know, a guy that can definitely score the puck, but to me, a guy that three different seasons in his career has missed a lot of time and a guy that just seems to get nicked very easily 
And I know we've got guys like Yarmir Yager who are 75 years old and still playing in the NHL, but those guys are rare. 30 years old to sign that long of a contract at that kind of guaranteed money, to me, I think the, I think the Caps kind of flubbed that one. Uh, that kind of money, the, uh, and this is where we're going to disagree a little bit, and I'll, I'll explain why. You know, is it a lot of money at the end? Of, maybe for the last year or two, it might be. But let's see mm-hmm. where, where where contracts are down the road, and we'll see what it okay. compares to. You know, plus the, it's also who you know they're trying to set him up as more than likely uh, down the road. You know, as far as coaching and all that, and showing him, okay, listen. We'll pay for the next five years, and we'll take care of you just in case you want to play those last two. If not, you're going to be on the contract of working for us in some capacity for, you know, however long. Um, now, is it worth it? Is it worth it? You, you've got a guy that, you know, I mean, uh, he scored 33 goals last year. He scored over 23 uh, of the last four. He, he's a, a big assist guy as well. You know, he's always on the good end of minus. I mean, he's uh, – I'm sorry? 22 assists last year? And that's not really a big assist guy in the NHL. Uh, 23, but, you know, he's also had years of 36 30, and 39 as well, you know, close to 40. So um, he, he has that capability. But I haven't gotten to the reason why, okay, um, He why he is – so valuable. You've got a couple of things. You've got his average time on the ice. He plays his regular shift and he plays on the top power play. When it comes to being clutch, this kid has the clutch gene. He had, he, there hasn't been a year in the last four years. He hasn't had at least four game winning goals. Now remember one thing that's what's not included in that is shootout goals. T.J. Oshie is a shootout specialist, specialist, so that when you go to that final shootout, you've got a guy who's like Kovalchuk, just has fantastic hands. That's why you sign a Kovalchuk right now, in my opinion, is for his power play and for what he can do on shootouts. Oshie, again, like I said, 17 minutes a game, 18 minutes a game on average. Not bad. Can't complain there. He's going to be a plus minus guy and be on the plus side. He comes back, protects his his end. Uh, It's a value. It's a value. Is he he a front line guy, somebody that you have to shut down? No. Is he somebody that can win and has that clutch gene? Yes. And that is hard to find when when the game is on the line. It's a tied game. He he uh-huh. wins you four or five games himself a year. Now let me let me get this straight though, and I'm and I'm asking this genuinely. Are you sure. paying him this kind of money then because he's a specialist in, or or that's his his top attribute, or do you see it more as a combination? Because when I go back and look at this guy's career, yeah, he's a good player. He's above average, but that kind of money to me is, you know, as we talked about another Washington sports figure, Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. $400 million. Mm-hmm. You know, to mm-hmm. me in the NHL, that, that kind of money, you better be showing me a little bit more than just especially. 
Well, no, he. I mean, he 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 he's had four straight seasons of fifty plus points. So you okay. have that. And what it is, okay. He he's the type of guy, and I'm sure you've heard this mentioned in other sports before, JT. Where he's the type of guy, he's he's not awesome at any category, but he's very good at all of them. So jack of all trades, master of none. Right. He's I think he's he's a good goal scorer. He's not a great one. He's a good assist guy. He's not a great one. He's a good plus minus guy. He's not a great one. He, he's good on the power play. He's not great. But, again, we're, and the only place that if you have to put him at great is when the mm-hmm. game is on the line. With those many game-winning goals, you got to understand, just him himself in the, last, in the last four years, he's won 18 games in regulation by himself. Not including. By yeah, not including shootouts and shootout goals and what that, what that did for his team. Real quick, before we yeah. jump off hockey, I know we didn't talk about this in the meeting, but I wanted yeah. to take your, uh, your thoughts on the uh, MVP award this year in the NHL. Deserving, not deserving, 104 points. I believe Connor McDavid got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, give it to, give it to him, 104 points. He deserved it. You know, you give it to a young star, you give it to somebody, and again, one of the things that are going to help, and this is going to sound silly, uh, one of the things that uh, I'm happy for, okay, is that, you know, Canada and Canadian hockey teams are starting to get better. You know, yes, we've, gone through, we've gone through Stanley Cup fi- uh, playoffs without a Canadian team in the past couple of years. It's good to see those Canadian teams starting to step up, the Torontos. You know who's, who's going to have a phenomenal team this year? Folks, remember you heard it here. Watch out for frigging Calgary. Calgary, let me tell you something. Calgary is going to be a team people aren't going to want to mess with. Okay? And right now, I'm calling it right now, if you're, if you're within the sound of my voice, um, and you play fantasy hockey. If you play fantasy hockey, write this down. Go take Mike Smith now. Get ready. If you're in dynasty leagues, go trade for him. Go get him with that defense. See, Mike Smith's talented as it is. With uh-huh. that defense yeah, that they yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is, this is absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, Uncle Jester here. Just trying to tell you, folks, go get them. Go get them now. You've got – remember one thing. You've got guys like Goudreau up front. you got Monaghan up front. you got Kachuk up front, okay? You've got Elliott at the back end there, okay? Also, that can play some goal. But I'm telling you right now, they've stocked up on defense. They've stocked up on defense rather nicely. They've got Harmonic now. That's just that's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They've got Michael Stone. They've got Derek mm-hmm. Englund. They've got TJ Brody. They've got Dennis Wideman. They've got Dougie Hamilton. I mean, I could go on. Mark Giordano. Their right, defense right, no. is ridiculous, folks. They're going to be letting – two of those guys are going to be gone, and it's still, they're still going to have 
they, they're going to drop two of those guys. I can tell you right now. Um, they have a solid defense. Pick up Smith. I'm going to – please, I hope somebody's written this down somewhere. <laughs> I'm just, always listening, Justin. I'm always listening. Oh, I know you are. That's my problem. You know, it's difficult, folks. Remember, a lot of our competitors listen to this shit. I've got to sit here and now play against you. Oh. Uh, you know, we were going to go, uh, we going to go, uh, NBA with busy J. Yeah. Still waiting on, yeah. Still waiting on busy J to call in. And, uh, so what we'll do is we'll wait on the NBA a little bit longer and, uh, Mm -hmm. go over to, uh, go over to the NFL, getting ready for camp, getting ready for hard knocks. Folks, if, uh, if you haven't had the opportunity over on fantasyjusticesports.com, Got a great piece on the hard knocks and uh, what's coming up in Tampa. Uh, I've gone out, uh, JT, I've gone out. I reached out to the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, about being able okay. to get a press pass. Yeah, I want to get a press pass for uh, the offseason here, for the preseason, I mean, and uh, be able to go uh, report to everybody uh, live from Bucks camp and uh, let everybody Tampa's know what's going on. Tampa's going to be an exciting on. team. Tampa's going to be an exciting team to cover this year. Uh, so definitely, yeah, that that definitely would be a, a good idea. You know, and something that did happen this past week as we're talking NFL, is there a quarterback out there right now any happier than Marcus Mariota after this offseason for Tennessee? It's been Christmas. Look at all the toys I've got. I mean, well, you you know, got, they've got the running game. They've got two beasts right. back there at, at running back. They've got Delaney Walker. I tied in. All they needed was <laughs> some guys that could hold on to the damn ball. And wow. Wow. Well, and let's be real. 1B, probably as far as offensive line rating in the NFL, uh, right behind Dallas, just a touch behind the Cowboys. You add Davis in the draft, and then you go and the team that's already trying to suck for luck, even though luck isn't available, the Jets <laughs> go out and cut one of the better route-running, hands-catching wide receiver, 30-year-old Eric Decker, uh, a guy to mentor Mr. Davis and catch every ball that Mariota throws his way. So uh, the Tennessee Titans are going to be a really fun team this year. I just – probably one of the more consistent, reliable hands on your team. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. You can go too. What a – Screw it. We didn't need Brandon Marshall. Who needs Eric Decker, too? <laughs> Screw that. I certainly you know, don't. <laughs> no, it's funny. You know, we're, as we're talking wide receivers, I mean, maybe it's a little sneak peek at a plug for something here on FantasyJesterSports.com. Yeah. But, you know, I did get a sneak peek or sneak listen to what Mr. Tate Dello has in store for us at wide receiver. And I really can't wait to hear. I really can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Um, actually, yeah, I got a sneak peek. Folks, uh, coming out this uh, in the next day or two is going to be uh, Tate Dello's top five fantasy receivers report. And uh, I, I, I saw it, too. I saw it, too. And uh, I'll give you – listen – uh, I'll give you a little tease of some of it, folks. I'll give you a little piece of it. Odell is not in the top five. And, uh, no, I thought, I thought that you may not miss that. There was something that told me, wow, Jester's going to wonder where Odell is. 
Well, listen, you know, I, 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 why does everybody think I'm a homer? Didn't I prove last year when I was kicking ass, picking Giants games, that I'm not a homer? I don't I mean, think that everyone thinks you're a homer, but the fact that pretty much every week on any given Fantasy Jester show, we talk about the Giants or the Devils religiously. I mean, I don't know why we would think you're a homer when there's 31 other NFL teams we could talk about or many other oh, NFL teams about them. we could talk about. You know, I talk about uh, them all, but I, I get chastised. Look at like this stuff here. Ah, uh, look, Odell's not on the top five. Yeah, you know what? That, that's fantastic. You know why? Uh, because the Giants just added in here. Here's my argument, uh, all right? And I'm sorry that it has to deal with the Giants, but I'm getting ready to write the article this week, and I'm going to ask this question. Mm-hmm. Who is the Giants' number one receiver? Is it, is it Odell or, or is it Brandon Marshall? See, because let me explain something, uh, folks. Brandon Marshall has had 1,500-yard years, too. And he's and had double-digit double digit, double, double touchdowns, folks. He has a career of this. He does this on a regular. So yeah. I'm going to ask the question, who is the number one receiver for the Giants? Is it Brandon Marshall? Or is it Odell Beckham? So, no, in asking that question, and folks, you'll be able to read the article this week, okay? Not going to really talk about it now because I want to be able to talk about it in sync with, uh, with, with Tate's article. No, Odell's not going to be top five. I'm wondering if he's top on his team this year. True story, folks. You know, one, yeah, one last thought on that. One last yeah. thought on that. Would you, how would you like to be Eli Manning? The week in the in the in the film room, the week after a loss, where let's just say you didn't really get the ball outside to the wide receivers, because both of those personalities have a little bit of that Keyshawn Johnson, just give me the damn ball uh, mentality. And let's just say you have one of those days where you're lighting up Ingram because he was the open receiver, or Shepard, or you're lighting up Perkins out of the backfield, and you happen to lose. How do you, how do you like to be Eli Manning in that film session with those two guys? Uh, you know, it's really easy to beat Eli with those two guys, okay? And I'll tell you I'll tell you what you do. If you're Eli and you have a problem with either one of those two fine young men and fine receivers, you call them into a meeting and you tell them when they come to that meeting, make sure they bring their Super Bowl rings with them so that they can compare. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's how I would. No, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny. I know that was sounded funny and ha ha he he, but it's the God's honest truth. That is how you shut both of them up. Listen, when you can count these many rings on your hands, then you can tell me what should be going on on this team. Until then, go catch the damn ball when I throw it to you. I'll worry about getting it to you. Apparently, I've been able to get it to people enough to win a Super Bowl. Now go sit down. That's how you handle it. <laughs> and then you try and sell them some of your memorabilia. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously do that. So, yeah, football, <laughs> uh, I can't wait till those two articles come out. That should be amazing. So, yeah, no, uh, like I said, I, I, I'm going to start, I, you know, I'm going to, I promise you, I'm going to send them over to Odell and to uh, Brandon Marshall because 
I wonder if Odell actually understands this, that he really isn't the best receiver on the Giants right now. He's not the best receiver from his college the year he was drafted either. I think that right. Don't there tell them that. Don't, don't tell Odell that one either. Yeah, I think that's a little farther south in South Florida. The guy that's averaged 100 catches a season for his first three uh, seasons in Jarvis Landry. So, uh, not that Odell has anything to sneeze at. The guy's amazing. But, uh, yeah. No, he's the king of the one-hand catch. He is. That's what makes him that's, – that, that's the appeal is that he'll go ahead and make a one-hand catch. Well, that's adorable. Well, that, Brandon well, Marshall's been is, doing it for years, though. I'm still hoping this year at Halloween he'll dress up as a scud missile, uh, you know, and maybe he'll find a particular defensive back be somewhere around that meeting in Josh Norman because uh, he's really good at that as well. The human scud missile, Odell Beckham. I'll tell you, any problems at Odell, okay, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start rooting for the kicking net. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me ask you real quick. You mentioned Tampa. Yeah. You mentioned Tampa. Yeah. yeah, when, yeah. You, when you're there doing this, I have a favor to me. I'd like you to uh give me your 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 breakdown. Is it Cameron Braid who I think really deserves the opportunity? Or are we going to see O.J. Howard running that first-team tight end? I think that's going to be one fantastic camp battle to keep an eye on. It's going to be a good camp battle, but I can almost answer it right now. O.J.'s not dropping a damn thing so far. From everything I've been hearing out of the OTAs is the kid is making one ridiculous catch after another. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think, I think you're going to see Brady line up. Yeah, you're gonna see. You know, they're gonna they're gonna use Brait like uh, like a Jimmy Graham on the outside a lot now. That's all. You're they're gonna use, gonna use him three three and four wide sets, three wide every once in a while uh, as a breather, four wide sets, uh, and, and down on the goal line for for more height, like you need well, with Evans and, I, and whatnot. So as much <laughs> as I hate to do it, though, you know, yeah. you you opened our eyes two years ago. Well. You know, for me anyway, to break uh, our listeners last year. You know, now if you go, if you go to look, is that Loki? If you go, no, 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 no. That that would be Shasta. So if you go and look though at Mr. Humphreys, who really established himself last season, you know, Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans, where does he fit in? It's uh, you know, let me tell you, it, it, they they got a ton of weapons there, and as soon as everybody's done uh, making fun of uh, Jameis Winston and all that, you might really want to take a look at the Bucks' offense this year, folks. Going to surprise a lot of people, and their defense really isn't that shabby once they've locked down a, a little bit more on that back end. They're going to be uh, going to surprise some teams this year. I can promise you that. And let me, let me let's go over to the West Coast for a second. Um, you know, we we beat up on the Rams uh, a, little, a little bit. We uh, yeah yeah we did. And um, now let me ask you something though. Coming out of LA as well is the Chargers. Now, uh, do you see do you see any hope? I mean, you know, I had somebody argue with me that Gates is still the number one tight end. No way. Gates wasn't the number one tight end last season. 
Okay. Well, um, apparently I, I mean, don't know don't what get... I'm talking about, only to you, though. And maybe half the listeners out there. Maybe more. No. To me, you look at last season. If you don't, mm-hmm. if you, again, obviously he got hurt, Hunter Henry. Got right. Hurt. But you look at when he was playing, he was in there more snaps than Gates was. Um, you know, I think Gates is a guy now you have to – I hate to say he's kind of in the same role as Jason Witten. I think that, you know, you got to monitor the amount of snaps he plays um, and use him for more kind of crunch time, third, third down and, and particular yardage, that sort of thing. You want to keep him fresh for games. And the guy's, the guy's feet, I mean, with a, what he said, plantar fascia, how many times? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, Gates is an amazing player. It's just he's a bit long in the tooth. Uh, you know, when you're talking about the Chargers, that team itself, you know, Mike Williams, what's going on with yeah. his back? Uh, yeah. You know, Keenan, Keenan Allen, the, the guy that can catch 76 balls in six games, and then he's out for the rest of the year. The guy's missed the majority of the season several years in a row. So, you know, how much, do, you know, on a fantasy side note, how much does that, do you trust those guys in your draft? How much do you trust Phillip Rivers in your draft? That's a team that has a lot of questions. Barring, barring his uh, grading attitude, is Phillip Rivers one of the best quarterbacks out there that will not win a Super Bowl? I think so. I think you look at him, and I'm not saying he's the same as Dan Marino, but I think it's a similar situation. A guy that, from his, has always taken care of his business, just hasn't had the team around him that's taken care of theirs. I love exactly. these people that go out there and say, Tom, Tom Brady's won this many Super Bowls. No, Tom Brady had a hand in winning this many Super Bowls, but let's look at the defenses or some of the receivers, or some of the, the, the coaching that, as much as that gags me to say that, that Bill Belichick has done over the yeah. years. You know, so, you know, I just thought, well, Dan Marino can't be one of the all-time greats. Phil Rivers can't be an all-time great. They never won a Super Bowl. That's, that's ridiculous. If you, you have no idea what you're talking about, if that's, you know, if that's what you're looking at. Oh, Dan Marino didn't win a Super Bowl. I, that has nothing to do with whether or not he's one of the all-time greats. That's that's for damn sure. That's for damn well, sure. Stop with that crap. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but uh, Philip Rivers, it's a shame. Can you imagine him in Pittsburgh or with the Giants who originally drafted him? Yeah. Uh, let me let me ask you something because uh, we got to just talk about it real quick uh, be, before I get into the mailbag here. Um NBA draft. Anything uh, oh, anything you liked about it? Anything you didn't like? Uh, uh, Busy J, um, I guess. It must be going on good there at the Bellator 180, folks, because uh, Busy J is tied up. <laughs> yeah, Busy Busy J is busy. A um, couple things I liked. Um, I like what Philadelphia did, um, it, it, you know, going on moving up uh, to get Fultz to add to the roster that they're putting together. If they can find health with any of their big men in Simmons, Embiid, uh, they, they could actually be a team. Uh, 14,000 season tickets already sold for them. So great job for Philly. I thought the Lakers had a fantastic draft, getting hard at the end of the first round. Lonzo Ball at two. But let's, let's talk about the laughing stock for the draft. A, the Boston Celtics. You move down. What is this master plan that Danny Ainge has? Because there was no Paul George. There was no Chris Porzingis. Where I mean, you move down – 
and you didn't come out of this draft with any of those type of players. Right. When is this going to come to fruition? And then lastly, why is it the Chicago Bulls seem like they're three years behind everybody else in figuring out what everybody else knows? Because you just got taken behind the woodshed on draft night by the Minnesota Timberwolves and former coach Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. You got Dunn, who looked like a mediocre player at best last season. Let's be real. The guy's not impressive at all. Um, no. Zach Levine, who's a great young athletic player who's coming off a serious, serious knee injury. How's that going to affect his game? No doubt. No doubt. And you give away a fan favorite that wants to be in Chicago and Jimmy Butler, who's a lockdown defender who can score the ball and be the face of a franchise. You just put Minnesota in the playoffs and you just set yourself back three years. So, bravo, Chicago Bulls. Actually, I, I believe in that. I agree with that 100%. I agree. I don't understand moving Butler at all, period. I, I, yeah. Period. It, right. I, I it's just, just like we that. talked about last year with your Yankees when they moved Andrew Miller. It was like, you know, this guy wants to be in New York. He said, I want to be here. I just You don't move those kind of players that want to be somewhere that are that talented. So that's yeah. kind of what that reminds me of. Let me ask you something. Uh, this way, we're not forgetting the other coast. Uh, what do you make of Chris Paul and uh, Blake Griffin opting out? Oh well, they're they're doing their LeBron imitation. They they see a sinking ship uh, okay. with the Clippers. They're getting older. They're getting older. Where are they, they going to go out and get? Well, that's a that's a tough question because Blake Griffin's another guy that. Uh, to me, is all all flash and dash and not much substance to that guy. Um, you're not, he's not going to be a piece that's going to win anybody a championship. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, one of his uh, calling cards has always been his speed uh, and athletic ability. And as he's gotten older, you can see that diminishing on the court. Still a great passer, still a good player. Um, you know, those kind of guys are the kind of guys that need to go to a team that's close. You know, I could be give you two landing spots. Well, I bet so Cleveland's one landing spots. Well, Cleveland's one for the, both of them now. I'm taking. I'm telling you, both mm-hmm. of them are going to go. They both left together. Okay. They're going to both go somewhere together. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. What do you think about them going and joining Mr. Westbrook? Wow, a guy that averaged the triple double for the season. I don't know. He's already shown that he doesn't want to have another great player with him. Um, I don't think his ego would let them walk in the door, to be honest with you. And I don't think Chris Paul can play without the basketball. And if you take the basketball – You don't think watching Durant win the championship was enough? I don't, because if you look at Westbrook, he has to have the ball in his hands. So does Chris Paul. Now, Blake Griffin, I could see him sliding in there, maybe uh, trying to replicate a little bit of what they had uh, in, in the power forward position in the years past with a you know, particular player they sent to the Magic that I won't name. Um, but let, let's be real. I, I just don't see Westbrook allowing it. I think the guys love him. He, to me, he's a statistic player. He loves that he averaged a triple-double for an NBA season. You get those two guys there, that's not happening. Uh, I don't think they go Cleveland. north of the border. To Toronto. No, and you know. north of the border has their own problem. They better hope they – Toronto hopes they can keep Kyle Lowry or they're going to be in a lot of trouble next year. 
Um, I'm trying to think of places that they might go. I mean, I can see Boston being a place that, that tries to get one of those players in there. Because hmm. Isaiah Thomas needs help. I mean, the guy's a great player. He needs help. I could see, I could see, you know, with all these young players that Boston keeps drafting, Tatum. I can't believe they left Jackson on the board to take Tatum, but uh, at three. But uh, that they need somebody back. They need somebody to help out there. I think Boston's a landing spot. They're close. Obviously, LeBron in Cleveland could be a spot team that didn't have a draft pick. Um, but the people out there that I've heard that are talking about Orlando for both of them, I've heard a few people try to no. say that. Uh, That's not yeah, Kenny Smith. Um, not happening. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. No, uh, I'd have to go with Cleveland. These guys want if they're moving, they're moving together. They want to win. They'll sacrifice. They they really don't care. You know, they, they just want. Holy cow! Hey, it's time already. If you didn't know what that means, folks, uh, time's up. You can listen. Thanks, JT, for joining us, man. Let me get this in there real quick. Folks, you've been listening to Fantasy Justice Show, and we didn't get to the mailbag. Damn it. We've got news for you next week if you're listening. Don't forget, Jim Rosenhouse, Cleveland Indians Radio announcer next month. Are you kidding me? Sorry. You're going to have to wait until next week One for the mailbag? Are you kidding me? One opportunity. Seize everything you ever want. I don't have a choice. One moment. No. Have a good night. Arms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy, there's vomit on his sweater already. My-